0: for free shipping and 365 day returns. A new Texas law to protect patients from surprise medical bills has a loophole. Patients in another state sue over impending Medicaid work requirements. And Walgreens and United Healthcare announce a partnership. All that and more coming up on this episode of Just Healthcare Daily. It's Tuesday, November 26th, and I'm Alex Olkin with GIST Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. The Medicare Advantage market is becoming increasingly competitive. Monday, Walgreens and United Healthcare announced their partnering to open up Medicare service centers in Walgreens stores in five cities. Seniors can come into these 14 stores in Phoenix, Las Vegas, Cleveland, Denver, and Memphis and explore insurance plans. These Medicare service centers are set to open in January 2020. According to Forbes, the financial terms of the deal haven't been disclosed. Seniors can talk to representatives about enrolling in United Healthcare plans and make appointments for in-store annual wellness visits or house call visits through one of the insurer's programs. Other insurers have utilized this retail strategy to make the pitch to consumers. In Florida, the local Blue Cross Blue Shield has kiosks and retail centers across the state, and Humana also has retail centers across the country. This deal continues the Walgreens strategy of partnering rather than acquiring or merging to achieve vertical integration. Competitor CVS has taken a different approach, buying insurance company Aetna, expanding Medicare Advantage plans, and aggressively creating health hubs, which are special CVS stores designed to cater to Medicare Advantage members. A loophole in a Texas law meant to protect patients from surprise medical bills may undermine its intent. The law is set to go into effect in January and create an arbitration process for the insurer and provider. This would remove the patient from the dispute. But as NPR and Kaiser Health News report, the Texas Medical Board wants to expand a narrow exemption in the law for non-emergency patients who decide to go with a specific doctor out-of-network. The patient would then sign a waiver saying they understand and will be on the hook for all the out-of-network costs. The medical board wants to expand this so that all out-of-network providers give all non-emergency patients these waivers. Patient advocates told NPR they're worried that patients will be faced with signing another confusing form or delaying treatment. The board argues this rule isn't intended to rush patients into signing since it would give them a few days to consider signing the waiver. But one of the state lawmakers behind the law said this rule changes the intent, which was meant to make insurers and doctors come to an agreement without holding the patient responsible. At the federal level, surprise billing legislation has language for months. Part of the stalemate is a disagreement over the approach. Whether a benchmark rate should be set to avoid astronomically high bills or a baseball-style arbitration system should be set up. Medicaid patients and yet another state are filing a lawsuit to stop Medicaid work requirements from going into effect. Patients in Michigan are asking a federal court for an injunction to prevent the requirements from starting in January 2020. Republican lawmakers in Michigan sought the waiver under a Republican governor and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services approved it. But now Michigan has a Democratic governor, Gretchen Whitmer, and she said between 61,000 and 183,000 Michigan patients are at risk of losing their coverage if this rule goes into effect. Indiana Arizona have delayed their Medicaid work requirements from starting while the issue is being litigated in the federal courts. And a federal judge set aside work requirements in Kentucky, New Hampshire, and Arkansas. Several other states, including Tennessee, Idaho, and Alabama, have pending waivers in front of CMS. Presidential candidate and South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg is out with a plan for long-term care. While Medicare covers many benefits for seniors, it doesn't pay for this kind of care. Medicaid does. About 20% of Medicaid money goes towards long-term care, including for the elderly and for those with intellectual and developmental disabilities. But in order to qualify for Medicaid coverage, a patient has to have assets below a certain threshold. As part of his plan, called Dignity and Security in Retirement, Buttigieg proposed creating a program for long-term care, where after a waiting period, seniors over 65 would get $90 in benefits a day as long as they need care. It could be used to hire a caregiver or pay for assisted living costs. He proposes boosting the private insurance market and encouraging companies to offer long-term care insurance. According to AARP, the long-term care insurance policies have had a troubled history of spiked premiums and insurer losses, and the market has shrunk, and now there's only about 15 insurers selling these long-term care policies. Judge's plan also addresses problems in the often informal care worker industry. He suggests a $15 minimum wage and creating more labor protections. Earlier this year, Washington State passed a law that would set up long-term care benefits for residents starting in 2025. It also has a daily allowance that can be used to pay for things like nursing home fees, at-home caregivers, and other long-term care needs, and family members who are full-time caregivers can also receive compensation. Judge is in the more moderate public option camp of Democrats, and this plan follows in that vein, expanding private insurance markets for this kind of coverage. Whereas more left candidates like Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders would include long-term care and their Medicare for All proposals. Taking a look at healthcare stocks, on the news of the United Health Group and Walgreens Boots Alliance partnership to have Medicare service centers in the stores, Walgreens Boots Alliance was up 0.12% and United Health Group was up 2.1%. The broader sector was up 1.1% at the end of the trading day Monday. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. Let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a review or rate us in whichever podcast app you're listening on. And you can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare.